Welcome back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley, and my guest is Delisa Toole. Delisa, um, what would you say to a woman who uh, was in your situation? Maybe she's not a pastor's wife, but what would you say to somebody who has found out that their spouse has betrayed them and um, their world is starting to explode? To seek help and to not give up on getting help. And when that person comes to you and says, call me if you need me, um, reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds pretty trite at, the, at that moment, but you do need them and you need to let them in. And I, in fact, I invite you to let them in and crawl in bed with you and hold you while you cry. Because mm-hmm. that symbol of crawling in bed, telling the world to go away, if a person is so brave to penetrate that wall with you, they can walk the grief with you. And you feel you don't feel alone at that moment. Have you had some people that have been able to get close to you in this? I haven't had anyone reach out wanting to other than my children. Um but what I heard is I heard someone talk about going through losing someone in the tsunami that happened a couple of years ago and how mm-hmm. his friends wouldn't allow um, him to grieve alone. And they just got in bed with him and held him. Yeah. And I began to realize as there were little crumbs that I would come across, that's what I needed. That would have meant everything to me. That, that would have changed everything if I had that. And just little pieces where I just realized that would change everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the second thing is, is you need someone to love on you because Mm -hmm. um, you don't feel worthy. You feel like trash. The feelings that go through um, that person's mind that has been betrayed are so horrendous. And you just need someone to surprise and delight you and remind you that you're loved and to love yourself. Right. Forgiveness comes. The first step is coming from loving yourself. Mm -hmm. You cannot give something you don't have. And when you start to love yourself, you can begin the process of forgiveness. And I went a long time with no self-love. Um, yeah, because inevitably um, a person feels like there was something wrong with me. This is, yes. and, and in reality, my, my watched my mom cry for 10 years after my dad uh, repeated unfaithfulness. And she finally realized that, you know, her marriage was over. And... Um, and I would try and tell her, Mom, this isn't about you. This is about Dad needing the Lord and Dad needing to find who, what he's doing here in this world. But she still took it very, very personally. And I think it's almost impossible not to take it personally. Yes. Um, even though I also believe that you can be a crummy husband and your wife can stay faithful or a, or a flaky wife and your husband can stay faithful. It's not. It's not really all about us. It's all about what each person decides. Um, right. You know. Right. So have you read any books that have been helpful for you? Um, the Bible has been very helpful, and I read all kinds of books. I really went on a search to know myself mm-hmm. because that was part of the losing my, I lost my identity in this process. And so I was reading everything that I could get my hands on. Um, people that had gone through what I was really drawn to was near-death experiences because uh-huh. I felt like that's almost what I had, yeah. um, that I was coming back from the dead. And what that did was give me um, insight into who I really was, the child of God that I really was, and um, what love exists in heaven and started getting a, 
a grasp on what was where I want to be, which is heaven yeah. and what exists there. And the journey that I wanted to be my story when this was all over. Right. And it was not what I was creating. And I was creating a story that had a lot of pain and a lot of grief. And that's not mm-hmm. what I wanted to be. Right. I didn't want that to be my story. Well, and, and you do have to really fight. My son drowned when he was 16 years old, and that blew up my sense of security in God because I thought, I mean, we had four children. I thought, if you serve God with all your heart, you don't have to worry about your kids. He'll take care of them. And when my son drowned, I realized, oh, there isn't this guarantee that all your kids are going to, you know, turn out wonderful or end up wonderful. And... um and that, I, I was very fortunate to have a church with a lot of love and a lot of people helped me grieve. Um, and, uh, but it took me a long time to stop crying. It took me nine, I think I cried every day for nine months because uh, my heart was broken and I missed him and I can't never hold him again. And you have to fight to not go out and do something stupid yourself, you know, because I know all that does is compound the problem when you're grieving. Um, right. So we've got just a minute to go. You have any closing comments for our listeners? I just encourage you to walk the journey. It may seem like a long time from where you are to where you want to be, but what is a hell will turn into a land of miracles. As the closer you get to what you want to be, there will be one miracle after the next, and the miracle you prayed for you will find is inside of you. All right. Well, Delisa, God bless you, and thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you. Um, My next guest is Lance Christensen. He's a captain with the Phoenix Fire Department, and uh, he's got his own stories that are some wild and some crazy. But, Lance, let's just start off. uh, How many years ago did you join the department? Mark, it's remarkable to me is two, 28 years. 28 years ago. So 29 years ago, I remember you going on a three-day fast because it wasn't all that easy for white Irish guys to get into the fire department, even in those days. And uh, you went on a three-day fast to prepare your heart and ask God to open doors miraculously, huh? I did, Mark. And uh, two comments. One, I'm Scotch-Irish. And oh this, gosh! No wonder I have trouble <laughs> relating to you sometimes. <laughs> and the and the second is is uh the, that was a remarkable beginning of a re- remarkable journey, and I really felt like the uh, Lord uh, blessed me and was speaking to me through that. Yeah, and, and part of that was fasting. Um, yeah, and fasting can break down all kinds of barriers and open all kinds of doors supernaturally, which is something we recommend at our church all the time. Um. So, Lance, I, I want to um, have you give some of your background, and uh, I want to deal with one naive notion of the fire department right away. Uh, I remember back in the day when I first heard about the schedule of 24 hours on and then two days off, I thought, oh, man, that's a sweet deal. <laughs> How sweet is it? Because <laughs> then after getting to know you, I realized you'd sometimes were up all night long, and the next day you're completely fried and not in a good mood at all. And uh, and then you just barely recovered when you have to go do it all over again, huh? Well put. <laughs> You, you know, if you're working in, in – I'd like to start with this. The Phoenix Fire Department proper 
ran 178,000 calls last year. We're busy. Yeah. So you have a lot of men in that 24-hour period and women that are up. And it's true that I have two days off, but certainly the older you get, the more of that 48 hours is used for recovery. You can yeah. get pooped out real quick. Yeah, and uh, the same thing happens to doctors and a lot of other people. Pastors. Pastors, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're running on adrenaline, it ends up having some very negative consequences, it, doesn't it? it? It can have negative consequences. After a while. I mean, you, it's adrenaline's a God-given mechanism for an emergency. You just can't be doing it year after year. You can't, Mark, and some personalities are driven to live that way and, and uh, not to be cliché. I don't want to say you have to have a balanced life, but you have to live a disciplined life, uh, definitely, yeah. and have people around you and to tell you that and to be listening to yourself. Yeah. So tell us your faith journey, Lance. You uh, didn't always love Jesus and follow Jesus, but you've been following Jesus for at least, um, 30 years at least, huh? Well, my first exposure to the gospel, Mark, was Catherine Kuhlman on television. I could not flip the channel. Uh-huh. So very early uh, as a child, I was drawn to uh, uh, that idea of uh, that there was a God. And uh, uh, I was a recalcitrant teenager, as you would mm-hmm. say, rebellious and uh, incarcerated, and the gospel was shared with me. And, uh, and then I finally listened when I was in the service uh, and uh, gave my uh, life to the Lord in, I think I was 19 or 20. 19 or 20. And um, you've been through some uh, fiery trials even as a believer yourself, haven't you? I have. I have. <laughs> I can identify with your other guest, and, and I've certainly uh, uh, had my heart broken. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what you expect. I mean, um, and yet... When your marriage blew up and you you found yourself um, weeping and praying, um, you had to make a decision to keep going. And what what helped you through that time? You know, every four or five years, I ask myself that question again. And really, it's not something that I can articulate, but mm-hmm. deep inside me, I know uh, that there. Uh, my relationship with Christ is real mm-hmm. and that, uh, I, I just, I'm on that faith journey and I, and I've used the word cliche again, but yeah. I don't mean to be cliche, cliche, but that's really what it has been. I can separate myself from the anxiety and the emotion and say, you know, what does God want for my life and what mistakes have I made? What's going on around me? Yeah. So what, what I found as, as I mentioned with, uh, our first guest, um, Delisa, that when my world seemed to blow up, I had to go back to the basics, the fundamentals. I had to say, okay, what do I really believe? What can I really count on? Because some of the things that I was believing don't appear to be true. But, you know, who is God really and what is he really saying to me? I like the word fundamentals because that's what I tell myself. What are what are my fundamentals when I mm-hmm. say to survive at work? Uh, you know, discipline is a fundamental, and mm-hmm. and that has been the thing that's gotten me. To, am I sleeping? Am I praying? You know, am I am I taking in, care of your body? Fellowship? Yeah. Am I yeah. sleeping? Yeah, I get a nap. Yeah, yeah, and and we can be. I, I used to be 
either too proud or too afraid to take a nap, you know, <laughs> because I thought, well, what if one of the elders in our church found out the pastor's taking a nap at two o'clock? Well, the truth is, I'm bold about declaring it now. <laughs> I, I would rather stay sane, and I think they're better off with somebody that's healthy and sane than somebody who's fried and dealing with anger all the time. Absolutely. It's, that's the same with me personally and professionally. If I have to be restored. Restored, not just in the Lord, but you know, if you have that peace, you can nap. And nap in good sleep is restoration. It definitely gives you clarity and the ability to react not only intellectually, but emotionally in a healthy way. So Amen. Totally. My guest is Lance Christensen. We're going to go inside the fire department, uh, find out what life is like behind the scenes in a station when we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Koinonia. Koinonia. 